With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello, welcome inside. Final hour tonight of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yo! Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Michigan wins a national championship. Could hear from Jim Harbaugh coming up in a couple of seconds, but let me just say this. If tonight's Michigan-Washington game is any indication, good luck to the Pac-12 teams joining the Big Ten next season. Right, good luck. I feel like I feel like the King in Hamilton, President John Adams. Good luck. That's kind of how I feel. Oh, absolutely. We talk about it all the time. Uh, You following your wife's squad and becoming a quasi-Michigan man yourself. Me and my. Northwestern world, occasionally a gadgetry uh, kind of offense. But you won a bowl game. We did win a bowl game. You won a bowl game. Las Vegas Bowl. They did go all the way. And you know, the president couldn't get out in front of that. And the uh, athletic director, as fast as they could, they retreated like rats off a sinking ship during all the Fitzgerald stuff. Then they got chesty. Hey, and all of a sudden, hey, we're here. We are. Look at us. Uh, yeah, we like so many examples of that kind of thing around sports. You, Same thing. You guys were like the, the heel in wrestling, like Greg the Hammer Valentine, who just yells, yeah, yeah. And people are throwing but stuff same, at him and cans of soup. And he's like, yeah. But here's the thing. Keep the throwing. Bears did the same thing. All of a sudden, they released a day in the life of Kevin Warren. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we've won a bunch, yeah. get five and two, the five yeah. seven, la 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 la. <laughs> hey, look at what I do and how smart I am and all the greatness I got going on. It's like, yeah, you were real quiet when you guys sucked to start the year and weren't winning any games. But you know, we we talk about the Big Ten all the time in terms of offensive and defensive lines. It's bully ball. You know, go to Wisconsin. You look at Iowa. You look at you just go on down the line. What Michigan displayed all season long. Maybe not the Buckeyes because their toughness is being questioned. But you go through, <laughs> and a lot of it is about the physicality of your offensive and defensive lines, the heavy hitting of your linebackers, defense in general. All things you're not associating with Pac-12 squads. 
and certainly you go down the list of all the accomplishments for the Washington Huskies this year. The points allowed column is not one you're putting up no. there Fuck as one of the big things. yards a game defensively. You're, you're talking about a conference in the Big Ten that for the longest time had the impression of what? Three yards in a cloud That's of dust, it. right? Boring and the football, blah, blah, blah. We yeah. throw the football and games are 45-42 and no one sees them because they end at 1.30 in the morning on the East Coast. But I think what one big eye-opening thing from last week was watching Michigan's line dominate Alabama's. And I think that was a big, whoa, 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 maybe yeah. things are different. Because you look at Michigan the last couple of years in the playoff, they lost to the big finesse team in TCU. They lost the year before. But to watch Michigan and just defensively up front and offensively dominate Alabama, whose only play was Jalen Milrow, fade back, buy some time, and then scramble. Like, that was their only play. I think that opened up a lot of people's eyes to see that, hey, the Big Ten has become... Look, you're talking about the SEC and the Big Ten are the two top conferences in college football. Now it's not close. Now you have all these Pac-12 schools coming in. They're like, yeah, yeah, we, we think we're great because we, we light up the scoreboard and we play, you know, Pac-12 had a big year this year. Sure. We're pretty good. But you're talking about the best of the Pac-12 and the best of the Big Ten. And this is a Michigan, a dominant Michigan win. Not only that they dominated, but they made your all-conference Heisman Trophy finalist quarterback looked like just a guy for no, the right. better part of four quarters. Well, and in the last game, you made a guy on an Alabama offensive line. You bullied him into the transfer. Yeah, point. yeah. Well, I, I, I think the bad snaps. I, I don't know how much that was Michigan, but that was were, Michigan. They were bad snaps. Well, I mean, he's trying to snap the ball, knowing yeah. he's getting a bunch of heat. Yeah. right away. Yeah. Right. So you start yeah. thinking about more stuff. Although I, you know, he was, I guess, looking at Ohio State at some point. I don't know if yeah. that's coming. To Michigan's Georgia. like, yeah, great, okay, Come great, yeah, in. sure. But I mean, that's part yeah. of your recruiting video sure. now. Look, yeah. at, look at the way we bullied Alabama. <laughs> but to go into this game, look, Kalen DeBoer is a really great coach. And this wasn't the case of Michigan out like Jim Harbaugh so outcoached Kalen DeBoer. Because DeBoer had a pretty good game plan, right? Okay, this is what Michigan's giving us. We have to throw the ball short. And in the second half, they tried to make things happen. They tried to throw it short. They tried to move the ball up the field. They tried tight end screens. They tried a lot of over the middle. They tried, they tried everything they could, and it worked as much as they could. But Michigan's game plan coming in of... We're going to force you to go down the field with making as many plays as We're possible. We're going to have to be perfect. That's not yeah. what Washington does. Washington's about chunk plays, and a couple of times a game it's a 70-yard pass or a two-play 80-yard drive, and we're off the field thinking everything is great. Now your defense has to go back up. But Michigan stopped them from that. You can tell that was their game plan was we're going to make them be perfect all the way down the field. And it's much more difficult to do that. And you saw, while Washington certainly had their moments offensively, they couldn't get in the end zone. They couldn't stand because that's not who they are. And this isn't that, hey, Michigan's game plan was better and Washington didn't like didn't have one. It was just Michigan's game plan and their athletes were just better and their players were better than Washington because Washington tried. Kalen DeBork, this, you're going to allow us to do this. We're going to try to do this. They missed a couple of plays, surely, that, that they'd like yeah. to have back. But in the end, it was just Michigan was a better team. Their game plan was great, and they were able to exert their will over Washington. That's Tell you what, there's one play that uh, uh, you know we already talked about the the miss right spinning, whirling, twirling, and what would have been a walk in touchdown. You had another pass play that was actually completed for 32 yards, and it's a holding penalty that will be debated. Yeah. Well, it was it a could, hold. I mean, he grabbed well, the guy and, and pushed him down. But, but it's one that you've allowed. You allowed a lot of a lot of. Uh, 
questionable contact. But you know about that play was that, that play was the the de- the defensive end was on an island with the offensive tackle, so that was an easy one to see. It's not like it was in the middle of a rush and there was a hold. This was kind of hey, the defensive end it's, is it's coming again, in and he's got him from behind and pushes him down. You kind of have I'll to throw just the go flag. into the to the idea of how you've called the game to that point. Yeah, to where well, you've you got to yeah, just yeah. let it let it let him get after it. Yeah. But right. you get you, you you called a couple of pass interferences on Michigan. One was a big one. One was kind of dicey. So you didn't have a lot of well, flags he, he that were in that there. Guy. Well, Sanders still uh, in, uh, was 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 a big one. The other one, the one where they ran into each other downfield, uh, that was a little bit of a hey contact. Yeah, trying but to come way, back the, for the, the ball. But either way, the point here is it's twenty thirteen, and that's yeah. a thirty two yard play that gets negated. Yeah, they punt, and Michigan goes on to score. Now, obviously, play defense. Mm-hmm. All the the talking points that you've heard from this bully pulpit of mine going on a decade plus. But just in a pretty clean game. They kept the hankies away for most of it. But then you've got one there. But all in all, it it was textbook Michigan pillar to post. So what about Jim Harbaugh? What is next for him now? What did he say following Michigan's win? Did he talk in Morse code about jumping to the NFL? Here gobble, he gobble, gobble. Moments ago from the podium talking postgame after Michigan's national championship. Coach Blake Bo Schimbeckler stated that he always wanted a Michigan man to be at the head of the respective programs. Now a Michigan man has led this program back to the pinnacle of success. How do you feel now and how does it that the fact that that was something that's sort of written in law that what Bo wanted and you were able to accomplish it. Um, it feels great. I talk, told the team last night that um, you know, that's that means so much to me to be a, a Michigan man. Um, you know, Bo Schembechler would talk about the team, the team, the team. When I was growing up, my dad coached here from 73 to 79, coached the secondary for Bo and would always come home and tell us things both said and um, all the time we'd, we'd talk about the team, the team, the team and what that meant. No man, uh, no player, no coach bigger than the team. Uh, and then when I played here at Michigan as a quarterback in the 80s, you heard it, you heard it a lot all the time. You know, the team, the team, the team. And uh, we brought that back, you know, when I was, came here in 2015. Um, you know, the team, the team, the team. And We've 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 made some uh, made some additions to it. You know we we uh, you know we talk about what's good for the bee is good for the hive, and what's good for the hive is good for the bee. Um, we talk about all kind of things, but that's what it that's what it comes from. You know, um, just uh, doing something that's bigger than for yourself. You know, caring about somebody other than yourself. Um, you know, never being being outworked. Um, you know, doing right. You know, you don't lie, you don't cheat, you don't steal, um, and you do the best. Best, give it the very best that that you uh, best the best of your God-given ability. That's uh, you know that thing, that and more. I mean, you could probably write a book what it means to be a Michigan man. So there it is, a little bit of Jim Harbaugh talking following the game about being a Michigan man, a Michigan man, a Michigan man. The bee in the hive and the hive in the bee. The hive and the bee. I was like, oh, you know, don't don't cheat, don't do anything. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, let me go back. Hang on a second. The whole side-stealing thing. Uh, look. That's ha- gamesmanship. That's not lying, cheating, or stealing. He hasn't said anything yet. And if you want to debate what's next for Jim Harbaugh, much like I'll tell you the Bears just have no choice but to trade Justin Fields, 
I, I don't think Jim Harbaugh has any choice but to go to the NFL. Because yes, he could get he could get a big extension and stay and win, but is it worth it? Here he was being asked about that a few moments ago. And all those accomplishments in the big person's table, would you want to add winning a Super Bowl to that? I just want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this. Uh, and I hope you give me that, you know. <laughs> can, you, can a guy have that? Does it, does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's, what's the future? Um, you know, like I said the other day, yeah, I hope, I hope to have a future. Um, hope there's a tomorrow, a day after tomorrow, you know, a next week, a next month. The next year. Yeah, blank your celebration. Where are you going? Where are you going? You like not how he two, said, you like how he said, hey, can I get that? Can, why is it always about what's next? Uh, because you won't say if you're staying. That's why it's what's next. Then just tell us you're staying or, you know, play stay or go. Look, it's go. Cer- it certainly sounds like he's going. And not only does it sound like he's going, like I said, I don't know that he has a choice. What has he done at Michigan now? After a long time of getting beat like a drum by Ohio State, was it 17 out of 18? He's now won three straight Big Ten championships. Mm-hmm. He's beaten Ohio State three times. He's been to the playoff three times, and he's won the first national championship since 97, the first outright one since 1948. How is it going to get better? Right, This is the best team he's ever had at Michigan, and eventually you're going to lose Corum, you're going to lose Edwards, you're going to lose J.J. McCarthy, you're going to lose some of these guys. Can you keep it going? He had a long time to make this team good, and it just got good in 2021. Conversely, around the same time, Connor Stallions decided to say, hey, I think this is a run left. But I, I don't see how you, because even, even the best of college football coaches winning a national championship, after two bad years, they want you gone. Just ask Ed Orgeron. Right, I mean, ask Eddie O about winning, and then two years, you're gone, man. Sorry, we well, can't. He also had some stuff going on in you the know? background that did but, not help him. But uh, but that's the thing is that I don't know that he can win any more than than now. All he can have is an as expected, and that's really tough to do. So if you're ever going to go back to the NFL and try to win the Super Bowl, now is when you do it, especially when you don't know what kind of sanctions you're going to get next year, and maybe if you leave. Maybe the NCA says, okay, Harbaugh left, we'll go light, this is what it's going to be, and you actually help Michigan by leaving. But if you stay, the NCA is going to say, okay, here's what's going on, and you're going to give back the title, and it's going to be a six-game suspension. So I don't know that Harbaugh really has a choice but to go to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, part of me wants him to stay just pulling full Leo DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I'm not leaving! <laughs> Uh, and, well, and you need, you need and, and, and what doing empire being, you know, empire building. We've got Saban and people wondering aloud, you know, what his long term future is. People really don't care about Dabo, although he's coming for you. He's keeping mm-hmm. receipts. Oh, yeah. Like yeah all yeah, these yeah. other guys get us now. Uh, all of that kind of stuff that comes to play. But when we talk about characters and guys that define a sport, Jim Harbaugh is one of those guys. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm old enough to remember what, what was it, four years ago when everybody wanted him fired. Mm-hmm. For winning nine or ten and games we had a year, he, he was just yesterday. He had to take a pay right. Cut. He took the pay cut, and a pay restructure, cut, and all okay, that other stuff. I'll stay. Okay, I'll take a pay cut. Yeah, I uh, want him to stay, but yeah, I, means, I don't think it will. He means more to college football. He'll mean great things to the NFL. Obviously, be a huge personality. But you're talking about the coach we talk about more than any other. Well, Deion Sanders well, for September. But outside of Deion in September, the guy we talk about the most that, that, that stirs the pot in college football is Jim Harbaugh. But he has for years. It was before the cheating scandal. He has always been oh, yeah, that guy. Always been that guy. Always been that guy. So for me, part of it is I want him to try to do empire building. 
But you also want to have a chance to win the Big Ten, so maybe you. I'm you, never you, winning you, the Big you, Ten. You never know. No chance in hell. Oh, you could wait to get you get those couple what, of different. Brawny and those guys. I mean, dude, if Wisconsin, you're, you're not in the same division. You're not going to no be division in the, anymore. But, okay, but you're not going to sit here and play Ohio State, all these great teams every year. Now they got to play the Pac-12 schools. You're going to play Iowa like five times. And you're going to play yeah, Iowa. You can tell me that happens. You're going to play Iowa and Rutgers. That's your entire Big Ten schedule now. State College of New Jersey. <laughs> See, I don't know that Harbaugh has any choice but to go to the NFL. Uh, exit out about a fresca. Exit Swollen Dome. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, live from the Tyrec.com studios. But speaking of the NFL, one guy tonight had a night that might make the NFL think twice about him when it comes to the draft. Who is it? We'll get to it next right here. Jason and Mike. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. We'll get to the night that was for Michael Penix Jr. in a second, but let me just say this. In a, in a bit of a alternate headline tonight, Garrett Wilson of the Jets says he's changing numbers next year. 
Yep. He's going to go from number 17 to wear number five. How about that? Who could the Jets get that would want to wear number 17? Harold Carmichael? No. Philip. Oh, Devontae Adams wears number 17, long linked with the Jets. Oh! Look out. You know what? That guy can actually still play football, unlike all the other guys that Aaron Rodgers... You know, no BS this year, Aaron Rodgers. Listen, Aaron Rodgers, brought in. Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel have they have their own stuff going on right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got a triple threat match when you well. bring back McAfee into things. <laughs> you know, the only who what, A's he had on his report card were the two A's and Aaron. Yeah, oh man, nicely J- done, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, now we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers tomorrow about Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. I told you the whole time, Rodgers is going to wind up apologizing. He's going to have to. But now after Jimmy Kimmel, kind of yeah. But fireballed him tonight wow. on his show. I don't know that we're going to get that from Aaron well, Rodgers. I mean, like now. You, you got this, this whole thing, the triple threat, because right, McAfee doubled down saying old school, new school. Woo! He went full NWO. He might as well have sprayed PMS in big black letters across Norby's back yeah. with everything he had to say while yeah. wearing a cowboy hat. By the way, sure, stylish. <laughs> uh, and so, so you've got that saying. Well, I look at look at. I have clout. It's all handled internally. Rodgers is not was. I don't believe. He he was going to apologize, but after Kimmel tonight, no. Yeah, I can't wait to see where that's going. Couldn't wait, Jimmy. Couldn't wait till tomorrow. No. Uh, but again, as my old high school PE teacher, Mr. Williams, would say, that's a story for another day. <laughs> tonight is about the national championship and Michigan beating Washington and beating them by imposing their will on the game defensively. Mm-hmm. 34-13 is the final. Now, we're going to hear from Michael Penix Jr. coming up in a second, but... You talk about a guy that had the worst possible national championship game. It's Michael Penix Jr. Because of what it means for him at the next level. Now, the dude was tough. He was resilient. He tried to stay in there as much as he could. He took a beating tonight. Michigan was just teeing off on him in the second half. He walked off the field holding both of his arms. I mean, he got hit really hard. And he had a very bad night. And it was so much out of context and and out of character for what he had had throughout the season. But... What I saw tonight, if I'm an NFL team, I'm really nervous. Because it was last week, it was, Michael, he's a top 10 pick now. Yeah, I don't know so much. All right, first of all, the three big things for Penix. We talk, you know about his long windup, and it's hard to succeed in the NFL with a long windup. Uh, Tim Tebow was a the guy they tried to change the way he threw. If, they, if they're trying to change your throwing motion in the NFL, forget it. But... That's like number three on the list because you can always figure out a way to get the ball out of a guy's hands a little bit faster without changing uh, the way he throws. So that's not a big deal to me. But a bigger deal to me is this, is tonight Penix faced the best defense he faced all year. This is an NFL-type defense, and he looked like just a guy. And he didn't look like he knew where he wanted to go with the football. He was not accurate. He was rattled in the pocket. He was throwing off his back foot. And how many balloon throws did he make? Now, that's another thing about Penix. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but it's one thing when, okay, you don't have the strongest arm, but you can make up for it by being accurate, throwing the ball to spots. But when you are throwing balloons up there... You know what? Sometimes they hit, you know, most of the time they hit the ground in college football. The NFL, they all find other defensive backs' arms and it's interceptions. And that's what I saw from him a lot tonight was just throwing those balloon balls. And every time it was up in the air, I said, that's going to be a pick. That's going to be a pick. Someone's running under that. And you saw the balloon ball he threw first play of the third quarter. Michigan picked it off. 
They kicked the field goal to go ahead. Uh, the balloon ball, the pick, but so Mikey Sane was still. He did not have a night that made me feel like he can make NFL throws. And that's a big thing because we've seen great quarterbacks in college football, and then we've seen them get to the NFL, and it's, boy, they're just not having the same uh, same result. And one thing that Penix was able to do in college a little bit to help was, hey, he could buy a little bit more time because you can do that, but he's not a runner. And he's someone that's a little bit more. He's had a couple of injuries. He's much more statuesque in the pocket. He's not even Roethlisberger, where I can keep the plays alive for a little bit by using my size and shrugging off defenders. He's someone that's going to be in the pocket. And you saw tonight, there was no stepping up. There was no finding an extra space. This was off my back foot, and I'm throwing it up. And I'm trusting receivers to come back. And look, Washington's got a great offensive system. He knows the, rec- he knows the receivers there. They've been in the system for a while. They know when to come back to the ball. That can work in college. That doesn't work to the NFL. A lot of stuff I saw, as tough as he was, as good as he has been, I saw a lot tonight where I said, boy, I'm nervous if I'm drafting him to be my franchise quarterback in the future because I don't know that he can make the throws you need to in the NFL because there's a way to make up for certain things, but I don't see how you make up for not being able to throw the ball strong in the pocket and throwing the ball up in the air. Throwing He throws a lot of 50-50 balls, okay. and when you're throwing to great receivers like Romo Dunze, okay, it happens, but when you're throwing to great receivers – and they're covered by good defensive backs like they were tonight. You get a night like he had tonight, which was 250, a touchdown, and two picks. Yeah, 255, his uh, third fewest passing yards in a game this year. And go back to Washington for a moment. It was a year of living dangerously down the stretch, looking a lot like the Eagles did with their wins before the losses started to pile up. And so you finally found the opponent where the margin of error went out the window. And I'd be curious to see him behind, and, and this was a good offensive line. And I think it's something that the Wolverines took umbrage with. We talked with Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com, a little bit about that earlier uh, in terms of battle of who's the best and all of those kind of things. But the Michigan defense got after him. The interception that you alluded to, I mean, that's just bad decision. But basically the lollipop thrown to the sideline with no ability to step into it because the pocket had collapsed. So you went from a negative play of, all right, I crumble down, I take a four-yard sack, I live to see another day, mm-hmm. versus putting the ball in harm's way and, and causing the turnover. So bad job by him. The injury history, certainly, Spectre is there. How much you move laterally, side to side. Uh, can you make plays with your leg? Because we talk about jump balls and 50-50 balls. You immediately start thinking about Josh Allen and some of the players mm-hmm. in the NFL. You can get away with that. If you can also limit how many times you do that in a game and, you know, Allen every once in a while, uh, Duff giving away <laughs> one too many so, sometimes and uh, has to use the athleticism to get it back. But you need to be able to make those plays, right? Need to be able to tuck it when there's not the downfield threat uh, that's gotten his way open. And right now that's uh, clearly not a thing that's part of the arsenal as you go through. So, uh, yes, as good a story as it was, and you can go back and revisit all the Heisman Trophy balloting that you want. All of those concerns are very real, which means he's going to go to a better team because he'll get drafted mm-hmm. probably mid or late first round at this point. Yeah, he'll drop Curious after how, this. how far drop he drops, but you maybe go to a team that has a decent offensive line that can protect you. Yeah, but but still, that that's the thing is that if you watch, like we watch a lot of Penix this year. Sure. And how we many got ta- to watch him a lot. How yeah. many times he gets sacked? 
Ten. Ten. Ten sacks in 15 games, 14 games. He got sacked ten times. He, he has a pretty clean pocket the entire time. Because that's just the way it's played. It's the way defense is played. And he looked like a video or game. If it's, or if it's not clean, he was able to get the ball out here. Yeah. It yeah. was the worst combination of everything. Yeah, you you watch him play, and it was, and he's 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 great at going through his progressions and finding the right guy because it looks like, hey, if a Dunze is covered, if he's, then I'll I'll find I'll find the tight end for twelve yards mm-hmm. over the middle of the field. And when you can sit back in the pocket and throw the football, anybody's going to look great. Like, wow, look at this guy again. He looked like a video game. I'm just back and I'm throwing it fast, but. In the NFL, you're under duress constantly. You're not going to have a clean pocket, mm-hmm. and you got to be able to get rid of it. And he looked scattershot. How many plays did you see where Michigan's in on him, and he's back over, and he's throwing the ball, and it's at somebody's feet, or it's over somebody's head? And no, there wasn't a lot of space uh, for the receivers because the defensive backs of Michigan were a hell of a lot better than Texas's. They're very similar teams defensively, except Michigan's DBs are a lot better. And and you know that, okay, that's a big thing you got to be able to do in the NFL. And I don't know that I saw that from Penix tonight. And that, that that's a lot of things he's got to overcome to be a really good quarterback in the NFL. Sure. And it's 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 hard enough to design an offense around one guy because if one guy gets hurt, okay, but I don't know that anything that's a struggle for him is something that you can fix in the NFL. Like if if someone's got bad footwork, you can fix bad you could fix bad footwork in the NFL. If someone doesn't hold on to the football, you can teach him how to protect the football, but you fumble a little too much, we'll teach you how to protect the football. But you're talking about a throwing motion that's elongated, not being able to, to throw the ball and step into big throws under pressure. It's kind of like we talk about with Tua Tungavailoa, is that the thing about Tua is that once you get him outside of a drop-back throw, he doesn't have the arm that when a play breaks down, I can find a receiver all the way on the right side of the field, and I can throw a bullet for an eight-yard out. Instead, it's I have to balloon throw it, and it's either incomplete or i got to throw it out of bounds. Yeah. That's the problem with Tua, and that's, and that's the problem with Michael Penix Jr., is that he doesn't have the arm where, hey, if I can get out, and he's not that mobile, where I can throw the ball on a dart, and I can get it out to a running back, and instead of losing eight yards, we can gain three. He can't make those throws and I you know you talked about earlier in the show hey you know a lefty lefty guy comparing but you're also talking about two guys very similar styles where Mm -hmm. the way they throw the football if it's not there and that's the genius of Mike McDaniel's offense is that with all the motion going on you confuse defensive uh, the defensive line linebackers someone's going to be open and Tua can throw to a spot can't always do that. Can you trust Michael Penix Jr. throw into a spot? I mean, he tried to throw to spots no, but, tonight, but, but even he, he was throwing hospital balls. But even going back to uh, to Tua, I mean, that's been a lot of the year, right? I mean, go back to some of the biggest plays made by Waddle and by Tyreek Hill. It's the I'm throwing it up. I'm just trusting my guys either running under it, running back to it, and finding a way. And going forward, I mean, that's the question that as you evaluate the quarterbacks coming into the draft, we got a couple of months to pick this apart, go back and watch all sorts of super cuts of their throws. Uh, that's going to be the big pe- question for Penix Jr. Now here is Penix Jr. just a couple minutes ago reflecting on his time with the Washington Huskies. I've had ups and downs, you know, but you know, I'm thankful for it all. You know, I'm super blessed, you know, obviously to meet Coach DeBoer at Indiana, to lead me here, um, to be playing for the biggest game in college football, you know, but obviously we didn't come out how I wanted to, but I know that each and every player on this team, you know, they, they gave it their all, and you know, um, it wasn't enough today, you know, and for for me, I'm going to take accountability for the offense side of the ball. I feel like we could have did better, you know, um, 
too many penalties, you know, and we had a lot of offsides. And I'm put that on me because I got to be louder. I got to, you know, make sure I'm great with my communication and stuff like that. So my offensive line is, you know, um, you know, hearing ghosts, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. I'm, it's, it's been a long one, but man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed to be on this team. And, you know, these guys will be my brothers forever. So. You can tell a lot of emotions going through his head right now. Sure. About Not at all. You can tell this is not at all how I expected this game to go. I expected us to come in. I expect maybe it was going to be tougher, but eventually we were going to impose our will on this on this game, and I was going to be going up and down the field because we've done it all season. You can tell in his voice, uh, I, I, I am stunned. This, I'm sure no, Kevin DeBoer anything the like same it. way. How did, how did this happen? How did this happen? We yeah, play I mean, teams of good defenses. We just beat Tech. We just threw for 400 yards on Texas. Texas is pretty good defense. Oh, well, wait a minute. This did not go how we thought it was going to go. But you go all the way down their schedule, other than the game against Arizona State where they eked out a 15-7 win. I mean, you're putting up 24, 27, 35 pretty much every week. So, you know, you're just assuming eventually, you know, the, the levy's going to break and you're going to suddenly have one of those big plays. And you had a couple of opportunities. One gets negated by a penalty. One... You just have a miscommunication with your top receiver, and he's spinning around, falling down instead of walking into the end zone. How much that changes, I don't know. But it changes your confidence because you got a big mm-hmm. play. And now you know that while you, you're going to have to make the most of them because you're not going to get a bunch and you're not going to get a lot of space in the secondary, nothing else, you, you get a little bit of a confidence jolt. That never came. Yeah, I really, I worry about him now value, and, and what teams are going to think of him in the NFL, because tonight was a really rough night. You really want him as a Jets third round quarterback? Yeah, let's that let's, let's get him late. Him? Let's get him late and figure it out. No, we're going to have Aaron Rodgers be playing for us when he's 55 years old. Oh, boy. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. So now that we are ending this era of the college football playoff, where we've now had, you know, four teams, we've had a real playoff for the past couple of decades, we go to our next season uh, 12 team playoff. Where does Michigan rank? As far as how great of a national champion they are, the answer is going to surprise you. It's next right here. Jason and Mike Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hey, buddy! Live from the TireRack.com studios. As we are on the afterburners of Michigan 34, Washington 13, first national title for Michigan since 97. Washington after the game, Kalen DeBoer said, we couldn't finish drives. Michael Penix Jr. said, eh, you know, we, we kind of hurt ourselves. Yeah, we should have right. done some things. Um... Yeah, you saw the score was 34-13. I'm not giving them a damn bit of credit. I, I, I know you feel like you were one play away, but you, you didn't make the plays, and Michigan beat the crap out of you the entire game. I it just ran for 200 yards in the first quarter. I just like to, to a man, there is going to be no credit to anything Michigan Oof, did. Man. Now, I've seen it a bunch, and, and we've obviously uh, broached it uh, this topic a couple of times. You know, one-liners write themselves. But the sign stealing scandal and everything else, and now you're hoisting trophies and putting confetti down in Houston. Well, look, it, it's this, and it's the same <laughs> in, Houston. in Houston, and it's the same. It's the same. It's a run. Sorry, it's a run. It's the same <laughs> thing as 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 with New England Patriots. Whereas, okay, what can you credit Spygate for? Well, you can credit for a lot of things, but the bottom line is still after Spygate was found out and they couldn't do it anymore. Page is still really good and won a couple of Super Bowls. Obviously, Michigan gets caught doing this. Well, okay. Then they can't do it anymore. And what happened? They didn't lose a game. They still beat Ohio State again. They still still won the Big Ten. Beat the snot out of everybody. And they they won the national championship. Everything came together for them. Even the the bad stuff, they were able to turn into positives. It It was turning lumps of coal into diamonds all year long for Michigan. And I'll tell you this is that when now that we're we're turning the page on this college football playoff era that's you know about two decades old, I'll tell you the the four things I know for certain the last the last few years before we get to the twelve team playoff next year is that in the last couple of decades, Tim Tebow's the best college football player that I've ever seen. Two national championships and a Heisman Trophy in a three-year span. Just commemorated that big, uh, yeah. his one shining mm-hmm. moment in the pros, too, with that playoff victory. Joe Burrow having the greatest season of any quarterback Man. that I've ever seen. And the two best teams of this era, Alabama 2020 and Michigan this year. Because I know you want to see, oh, you want to see a lot of offense. And look, that Alabama team, Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, and, and Bryce Young as a backup. And it's just superstar after superstar. But this Michigan team, three penalties a game. They had five turnovers all year long. It was the best defense in all of college football, not just the top level. Team. It was the best defense in the entire game. They let allowed the fewest points per game. They dominated every game. And yes, it was running, and it was running the football with a couple of great running backs and having your quarterback do just enough. But this is still about as dominant a 14-0 run as you could possibly get. And you turn everybody's darling, Michael Penix Jr., into just a guy in the national championship game. Yeah, Alabama 2020, Michigan 2023, now into 2024, two best teams I've seen in the modern playoff era. Get that 15th win tonight. I mean, rare, rarefied error when we're talking about how many games they've had to play, uh, and that'll only grow as we become more and more like the NFL. Uh, there'll be a week 18 uh, before it's all said and done. But, you know, an, an incredible run. The fact that you had to go through with two different stints when your coach isn't there. Uh, parade of guest stars. I keep seeing the montage, especially with uh, my guy on the the sideline crying. This is for you. <laughs> Sounded like he's LeBron James. <laughs> Cleveland. This is for you. Uh, all of that stuff, and and they got it done. To me, I, I go back to that LSU team, but the the Tebow 
if we're going to talk about a singular player in the collegiate level, there's there's nothing yeah, it was, it that was we may never see something like that again. Because it defied all logic, right? You talk Demand. about the slow release. You talk yeah. about uh, inaccuracies. Didn't all matter. of those things didn't, didn't matter. matter. Nope. Didn't matter. Tebow was able to do it. And uh, conversely, to quarterback-wise, J.J. McCarthy – He's got to come back for one more year. I mean, I I don't know how Mel Kuyper's got him as his fifth well, highest rated quarterback. But is that the little wink and nod that he and Harbaugh had at the podium the other day uh, that maybe, folks were alluding to? Jets. He's got to come back because they, <laughs> they won tonight. They won tonight by avoiding giving him any responsibility. They won. That's how they. I tell won you the what, though, tonight. he had a couple of great runs. He had a couple of great runs, really, but uh, out of the shadow of his own he, end zone, he like couldn't you throw like the say. football. Couldn't complete anything. They tried to get him going. They couldn't. It almost cost him the game. Like they had the game plan around JJ McCarthy, and that's fine when you run for three hundred yards. <laughs> now, uh, let me say this, Chris. Can you hit it for us? Uh, today's Jason Giambi's birthday. Nice. I don't know if you know that, but also. Elvis and David Bowie and Jeremy Renner. We got Fat Sal's tonight to celebrate the birthday of one, Justin Aloysius Forsberg. Happy birthday, Justin. Did you just call him Forsberg? Forsberg? I said Justin Frostberg. No relation to Peter. Peter Forsberg's birthday is today. Is he going to be on a stamp? (laughs) If the goalie scored at the end. Happy birthday, Frostberg. You got him, man. How do you feel? I feel great. Harbaugh's uh, now a free man. It's well, baby. That was the birthday wish. Well, I mean, true. he's got to do it in uh, what yeah. is it, like sixteen minutes when we get to a eleven eleven. Now, wait. act like I wish for anything else when I blew out the candles. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna wake up tomorrow. Harbaugh's gonna be at the Chargers press conference. Frog's gonna be photobombing behind him. Like, yeah, <laughs> he'll be on my shoulders. <laughs> With his dad on top of him. I was going to oh, say, sure. you need dad in the picture You're getting as well. all the Harbaugh's. You're getting Jay Harbaugh. You're getting all the Harbaugh's. Do, do I need John? John's uh, eventually got to go back to work here. Yeah, yeah, no, no. no he still get, has some work to do. You'll get all of them but John. You'll get everybody else. Uh, Michigan are your <laughs> national champions. For Mike, I'm Jason. Ben Maller's coming up next. This is Fox. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 